Christianity and Islam are the world's two largest religions. Kirby Anderson contrasts their founders now on Probe. Muhammad and Jesus are the founders of the two largest religions in the world and the most influential people in the history of the world. Now, both men serve not only as the founders, but also as the ideal models whose lives are to be emulated by all followers. So what kind of lives did these men live and how is their example impacting our society today? Well, this program will examine the lives of both men and the example they left for their followers. In our research, we have relied on what is considered by Muslims to be some of the most authoritative historical sources. Now, in examining the life of Jesus, we have relied primarily on the four New Testament Gospels. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are written prior to 70 A.D. John was written around 95 A.D. Now, Muslims are taught to follow the example of Muhammad. The Quran states that in Muhammad, ye have indeed the apostle of God, a beautiful pattern, excellent model of conduct. It also states that Muhammad demonstrates an excellent standard of character. The Quran also emphasizes that obedience to Muhammad's teaching is equivalent to obeying Allah. He who obeys the apostle obeys Allah. Muslims are called to imitate Muhammad in all aspects of their lives, even in their daily activity. Islamic scholar John Esposito writes, Muslims look to Muhammad's example for guidance in all aspects of life, how to treat friends as well as enemies, what to eat and to drink, how to make love and war. His impact on Muslim life cannot be overestimated, since he served as both the religious and political head of Medina, prophet of God, ruler, military commander, chief judge, lawgiver, and the traditions of the prophet provide guidance for personal hygiene, dress, eating, marriage, treatment of wives, diplomacy, and warfare. Christians are not called to copy Christ in all aspects of their lives as Muslims do Muhammad. Christians are called to reflect the character, mindset, and attitude of Christ. Christ was more concerned about transforming the heart and mind of the individual. Righteous living would then be the result. When making decisions in their lives, Muslims must ask, what would Muhammad do? While Christians ask, what would Jesus do? Since these two men serve as models of both perfect conduct for their followers to imitate, it's important to learn what kind of lives they lived. This week we will present an overview and highlight key events in the lives of each person as we learn from their example. This has been Probe with your host, Kirby Anderson. The differences are enormous. So get Pat Zuckerin's transcript on Jesus and Muhammad for free at Probe.org. Again, that's Probe.org. Then join us next time here on Probe. Muhammad and Jesus lived remarkable lives. The stark contrast between the two start from their childhood to their calling. Muhammad was born in A.D. 570. His family was part of a very powerful tribe that oversaw the Meccan temple where the deities of Arabia were worshipped. His father died when he was very young. His mother died when he was six. He was raised first by his grandfather, later by his uncle. At the age of 25, he married a woman who was his employer who was 15 years his elder. At age 40, Muhammad received his first visitation from the angel Gabriel. Gabriel. According to the commentators, the giving and receiving of the revelation was quite violent in nature. Gabriel came to Muhammad and ordered him to read the passage. Muhammad, being illiterate, asked Gabriel, What shall I read? It is then that Gabriel pressed Muhammad so hard that he thought he was going to die. This was repeated three times until Muhammad read the message and the angel Gabriel departed. 
Now, Muhammad was terrified by this incident. The commentators record that he returned home trembling and tried to hide under a blanket. His first impression was that he was demon-possessed, and he was so troubled that he became suicidal. But after a while, he was convinced by his family that indeed he had received revelation from God and was a prophet. And so through their encouragement, he came to believe that he actually had this divine message from Allah. Now, prior to this encounter with Gabriel and throughout his life, Muhammad struggled with demonic influences. Uh, One commentator records a number of such encounters. As a young boy, a nurse believed that he was demon-possessed. A few years after his prophetic calling, Muhammad believed that he received a revelation allowing Muslims to worship the three gods of the Arab Peninsula, but instead concluded later that it was Satan who possessed him and uttered these verses. Also at another time after his prophetic calling, Muhammad fell under the spell of a Jewish magician for one year. In contrast, biblical prophets and apostles clearly understood their visions were from God. Jesus had a miraculous birth and he understood his mission from his childhood. From his inauguration at his baptism and throughout his ministry, Jesus clearly recognized God's will from the temptation of the devil. As a matter of fact, during his desert temptation facing Satan, he did not struggle with possession, but instead soundly defeated Satan's attack. And throughout his ministry, Jesus demonstrated authority over the demonic realm. Both men faced opposition from the devil. Muhammad struggled and at times appeared to be overpowered by the devil, while Christ defeated the devil. At the beginning of their mission, both Muhammad and Jesus were persecuted for their message. However, the two responded very differently to their opposition. Their responses are a model to followers on how to treat one's adversaries. Muhammad began preaching in Mecca. However, he was persecuted for his message and fled to Medina in AD 622. In Medina, he gained a following and became a leader of the city. But to sustain his growing army and also to impress the armies in Mecca of his growing power, he raided commercial caravans on their way to Mecca. He even received revelation endorsing the raids. The booty collected from the raids was distributed among his men. Now these raids incited the Meccans to war against Muhammad, and so four major battles were fought between Muhammad and the armies of Mecca. In AD 624, two armies met him at Bader, and Muhammad defeated those armies of Mecca. This victory instilled confidence in Muhammad of his calling, and he believed Allah fought for him to bring about the victory. A year later, the Meccan army again returned and engaged Muhammad, and this time Muhammad was defeated, bloodied in battle, and after the loss, he vowed revenge on his enemies. In A.D. 627, the Jews of Medina plotted with the army of Mecca against Muhammad, and hearing of this plot, Muhammad drug a trench around the city of Medina, and the Meccan army laid siege of the city but was unable to capture the city and thus returned to Mecca. After the retreat of the Meccan army, then Muhammad went out of the market of Medina, dug trenches in it, and beheaded 700 Jewish men of Medina. In AD 630, Muhammad gathered an army of 10,000 and marched on the city of Mecca. The Meccans surrendered, and Muhammad ordered his men to enter the city and fight only those who resisted. He also had a list of those to be executed, most of whom were apostates. Muhammad rode his camel to the Kaaba, cleared the temple of all its idols, and among the major conflicts were raids and battles that Muhammad used to spread his religion, and it is recorded that he participated in about 27 different battles. By contrast to Muhammad, Jesus preached, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In his famous Sermon on the Mount, Jesus taught, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. During his earthly ministry, Christ never engaged in military conflict, 
Christ spread his message through preaching, teaching, and miracles. His mission culminated in his death on the cross for the sins of mankind and the resurrection from the dead. One man was a man of the sword, the other a man of peace. Both Muhammad and Jesus faced sharp criticism for their message and lifestyle. However, the two men dealt very differently with their critics. There were times when Muhammad forgave his critics, but there were many other times when he exacted revenge. Jesus, on the other hand, responded in love even to those who were critical of him. Commentators record several times in which Muhammad dealt with his critics. On one occasion, a Jewish poet composed a poem that was critical of Muslim women. Muhammad wanted to know who would actually go out and be rid of this individual. So a young man stepped forward and volunteered and conceived a plot in which he would deceive the poet, lure him into a trap, and thus be able to take revenge. In doing so, he and his companions stabbed this individual to death and presented his dead body to Muhammad, who praised the men. After the assassination of this individual, Muhammad ordered his men to kill any Jew who falls into your power, and thus other Jews were killed. On another occasion, there is record that Muhammad killed two girls who wrote satirical songs about him. Another poet that Muhammad killed was a man who was nearly 100 years old and had written poems that were mocking Muhammad. Who will deal with this rascal for me? And a young man stepped forward, volunteered, and killed the old man while he was sleeping. There were others who were infuriated at the murder of this individual and wrote verses condemning Muhammad's men. Muhammad, hearing of this criticism, asked, Who will rid me of these individuals? Another volunteered and killed her and her unborn child at night. Worried that he had committed a sin, this individual then came to Muhammad, and Muhammad reassured him that said that two goats won't butt their heads about her. In contrast to Muhammad, Christ never exacted revenge on those who criticized him. Christ taught, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. Christ lived out his message that he preached. Christ responded to his critics in several ways. He often sharply rebuked those who spoke out against him, pointing out their error, or he simply allowed his character and actions to speak for itself. When Christ was beaten and mocked, he was silent and in the end prayed for the forgiveness of his enemies. Christ had the power to take revenge, having the angels at his command, but instead chose to forgive and even love those who hated him. One leader chose the sword of vengeance, while the other taught us to forgive. What was the relationship of Muhammad to the Jews and the Christians? Does his example have any bearing on the conflicts we see today? Jews believe that God revealed his message to them through the prophets and the Old Testament. Moses prophesied in Deuteronomy 18 that there would be another prophet like him who would speak God's word and bring deliverance to the nation. Christians believe that Jesus is the prophet of whom Moses and the other prophets wrote. He is the Messiah who fulfills numerous prophecies of the Old Testament. Muslims believe that the prophet Moses was speaking actually of Muhammad, and there are also New Testament prophecies that predict his coming. Islam claims that God's revelation began with the Jews, was carried on by the Christians, and culminates with Islam. Now, early in his preaching, Muhammad appealed to the Jews and Christians, hoping to win their acceptance. Various surahs were written during that period of time, teaching tolerance of Christians and Jews. In harmony with Jewish teachings, Muhammad taught that pork was forbidden and that followers should pray facing Jerusalem. Muhammad even taught that the Bible affirmed his teachings. However, the Jews and the Christians rejected his message, and his relationship became hostile towards them. He denounced the Christians and Jews for rejecting his message, even calling them perverted 
transgressors. When Muhammad realized that Jews would not acknowledge him as a prophet, he ordered Muslims to turn from Jerusalem and face Mecca when praying. Muhammad rebuked the Jews and Christians for distorting previous revelation. And after winning control over Arabia, Muhammad ordered his followers to fight against Jews and Christians until they accepted paying taxes and living as second-class citizens. According to one commentator, Muhammad's final words before he died were, May Allah curse the Jews and Christians, for they built the places of worship at the graves of the prophets. The Apostle John writes of Jesus that he came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Although he was rejected, Jesus never stopped reaching out to the Jews in love and in the end cried over the city of Jerusalem knowing the judgment that was coming upon them. Paul reflects the heart of Christ saying, For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. Jesus and his disciples gave their lives for the lost, even those who rejected their message. Our study this week focused on the lives of Muhammad and Jesus. We hope that you will examine the lives of both men and consider the implications of following their example.